thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are not even real things you're wanting to do. They're not desires. The more you accept it and just let it hang out with you, the more it's going to help the thought dissipate in intensity. And then eventually you realize that thought's not there. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to teach you proven strategies to be your own therapist that will take you from anxious to relieved. I'm here to help you feel lighter and hopeful while building a life full of meaning. I'm a licensed anxiety therapist running a successful private practice in New York City. So from someone that gives therapy and has been in therapy, I'm here to help you use the formula that moved me forward through serious anxiety in my own life. So follow along as I share what works and what doesn't. This is Unlock Your Therapy. Hello, and welcome to session 22 of the Unlock Your Therapy podcast. I'm Lindsay Hutner, sitting in my home office where it is freezing because the radiator in here does not work consistently. (laughs) But I am enjoying the sunlight coming in. I've been very much like home and cleaning and organizing my house this last two days. So I haven't like gone outside that much. So I need more sunlight. So I'm enjoying just being in my home office, which has seven windows. And after this, I am going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk and maybe run some errands and maybe like go to Panera just to do some work outside of my house on my computer because just... Working from home alone gets a little isolating and you don't realize it. Like, I love it, but I do need, like, to be around other humans and that energy and being out and about in the world. So, I think in a little while, I'm going to make myself get all ready, pack a bag, and just go out of my house to do my work today. Anyway, that was a tangent, but I'm just enjoying the sunlight sitting here talking to you guys. Today's episode is a little bit shorter because I have some things I have to do after this and I have to interview somebody and, you know, just catch up on all the things after Thanksgiving weekend. I hope you all had a good holiday or whatever you celebrate last week and are practicing gratitude. I love all the memes about how only in America we (laughs) practice Thanksgiving of being grateful for what we have and then on Black Friday, you know, just get consumed with what we want to buy and all these sales and what we have to have. And it was just funny. But I had a really nice four-day weekend, which I gave myself, which I was very happy about. And it was just fun. I went to my brother and sister-in-law's house. We had a great time. It was so fun seeing all the cousins together. I just love that they have three boys and we have two boys, obviously. So five boys all together is just so fun to see. And I never would have thought that we'd have five boys running around on our holidays together. And I'm just so grateful for them and that we get to spend holidays together. So it was a good time. And then Dan was the real MVP for the rest of the weekend. He took Carson out somewhere every single day. So I got just a lot of cleaning and organizing done because I'm hosting our family Christmas party next week or this weekend. (laughs) And it's going to be a lot of people in our house is kind of like a smaller layout than we had before in terms of like, our house is bigger than our apartment we had before, but the layout is less open. So the living room area and dining room area is a little more 
small for like big gatherings, but the weather is going to be pretty decent, I think, like almost 50 and sunny. So I'm going to set our backyard up to like a fire with s'mores and put out kid toys. There's a lot of little kids coming. So I have bubbles and balls and one of those little train roller coasters. And I'm going to pull all that out and just like throw it all in the backyard. (laughs) So I think people will disperse a bit. And I'm just so excited to have everybody here. I love seeing my family, our whole extended family. And it's going to be fun. I enjoy hosting and I really enjoy hosting because it forces me to like clean and organize my house a lot before that happens. And Dan always dreads it because he's like, you're a crazy person when this happens every year and you're getting ready for company. And my parents are coming to stay with us for a few nights as well. So I have to get everything all together this week, but I'm having fun doing it. And I just enjoy my house when it's clean and organized. So it's really like a win-win. Even though it's a lot of work, it's good work. And I feel like I've spread it out more this year and had a little more time to prep. I say that now, but I'm sure (laughs) on Friday I'm going to be running around. So anyway, that segues into my high and low. So this episode, we have high and low where I go over something I'm grateful for. The low was something that wasn't as great that happened, just to reflect on normal human things that happen. This week, we're going to skip anxiety, where I usually go over a hot topic in the media or a book review or a hot topic of mental health research. I'm going to skip over that this week, and we're going to get into skill of the week, where I'm going to talk all about intrusive thoughts and what those are and how they work and why we have them. And then our action item of the week is going to be to do a little something different. Okay, so my high and low, I basically told you already. My high was Thanksgiving weekend, just having a nice time. Getting my house organized was really great for me. I was happy about that. My low, my low was actually left over from last week. This happened like a week and a half ago. Dan, my husband... He teaches remotely for New York City. He's a New York City public school teacher, and he does the remote program where he goes to kids' houses that are home on medical or mental health disability, and sometimes he teaches them remotely, but he has to go to a public place to teach them remotely, and you're not allowed to be at home for some reason. So he goes to Panera nearby and does his work from the Panera, like has to video with kids and teach them over the computer because a lot of them are really sick and just to help with germs and not having people come into their homes, he does it remote. So he was at Panera teaching and a car came crashing through the wall of Panera, like through the glass windows And not just like a little bit where you'd see like on a TV show, like a car (laughs) crashes through someone's house or garage. The car came all the way into the Panera, like clear past the counter, like the car was fully inside of the Panera. So I could tell he was shaken up a little bit by it. Luckily, no one was critically injured, but there were people injured. Like this one guy on the floor had a broken leg, Dan thinks, and a lot of women had cuts on their face from the glass and... The woman driving was an older woman, and someone had said that they think she lost her husband a few days ago. So overall, it was just a really sad, scary situation. But thank God no one was critically injured. But it just made me a little more anxious about like being out and about in the world because of freak accidents like that that can happen. 
and I watch way too much like true crime and I have that citizen app on my phone <laughs> that tells you about crime happening all around you. So I think just a combination of these things has made me a little more anxious just about random things happening. It hasn't stopped me from doing anything, but it just is a little bit of a low with, you know, just car accidents can happen and random things. Anyway, I'm here to help people with their anxiety, but I'm just sharing (laughs) that it piqued my anxiety a little bit, but he's okay and he's fine. And it might even help change things in the program where the teachers can do their remote sessions from home, which would be great because, you know, when they're forced to be at a Panera or Starbucks, like number one, you have to buy food and drinks the whole time you're there. Otherwise, that's, you know, weird. And the Wi-Fi is spotty. They play really loud music. You can't always get, you know, sit next to a plug and... And thank God he was sitting next to a charger. He needed to charge his laptop. So he was sitting in the back of the Panera that day and not in the front by the windows. But he said about half the time he sits in that seat right in front of the window. So thank God for that. That was my low leftover from a week or two ago. I created something brand new, the No More People Pleasing mini course. I help women to stop people pleasing and put themselves first without the guilt. What would life look like if you could stop asking your partner to order food for you in a restaurant or ask your boss for that raise you're long overdue for? I'm going to teach you four proven strategies, research proven strategies that's going to bring you from people pleasing and passive to empowered and confident. You're going to use my outline, my scripts, my beautifully designed PDFs to get the exact skills you need to become more assertive in your life. I'm going to teach you four skills through my videos and worksheets that's going to bring you to a place of confidence and being assertive in your life. You're going to get my beautifully designed self-esteem daily journal to print out, my practice assignments to start changing your mindset and your behaviors. If you sign up now before I launch, you can get it for $29. That's the lowest it will ever be. And I'm giving everyone who signs up now a bonus gift. So go to at Unlock Your Therapy on Instagram, click the link in my bio to get on the list. Let's get into skill of the week. So skill of the week, I wanted to talk about intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts happen with anxiety and it can happen, you know, with or without generalized anxiety. But I think a lot of people experience intrusive thoughts at one point or another in their lives, and they don't talk about it. And I think it's very isolating and really difficult to deal with. And I've dealt with intrusive thoughts in the past myself, and they're very scary. And it's part of a whole loop of anxiety in the brain. I follow a really great account on Instagram. I forget what it's called. I'll have to find it and mention it. But it's um, an anxiety therapist and she does all OCD and she posts a lot about intrusive thoughts with OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, because it's thought to be part of that, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have like a long-term OCD. It can just be a piece of that. But intrusive thoughts, what they are, we've all experienced them at one point or another. They're basically thoughts that are unwanted usually dark or negative that come into your mind and you can't not think about them. So for example, if you're like laying in bed at night, relaxing, and then your mind says, oh, what if 
this person you know and love died in a car accident tomorrow. And your mind goes down this rabbit hole of like, yeah, what if that happened? And you even start to get emotional sometimes just thinking about those darker thoughts. So that's what an intrusive thought is. And everyone has experienced that when I'm describing at some point, I did a reel on it and like it went viral because it was so, I think, resonated with so many people, just these random things that pop into your head and you can't control the thoughts you have. And the more we try to control not having those thoughts, the worse those thoughts get. And people who are usually type A have higher levels of anxiety and perfectionism experience more intrusive thoughts or are more likely to experience intrusive thoughts. And it's thought because they control so much that the brain wants to feel out of control or spins out of control. And the more scary it is, the more emotional reaction you give those thoughts, the more those thoughts happen. It doesn't make sense, I know. (laughs) But for example, dentists are thought to be very perfectionistic people, very type A, lots of control. If you think about the work they do is very detailed, very specific and careful. The training they have to go through is intense. And it's an intense job. Lawyers as well, right? These very intense jobs that you that lend themselves to perfectionism and those personality types or can breed that type of personality in somebody by being in that field, they experience intrusive thoughts much more. So it could be like if you're um, hiking up a mountain and you think, what if I just jumped right now? But the feeling is very scary. That thought's very scary, right? Like, oh God, why am I even thinking of that? Or what would it be like if I died? What would it be like if I killed myself? These aren't real thoughts that people are actually considering doing. They're just thoughts that pop into our head and they scare us. So it releases a surge of adrenaline. It scares you. You don't like having them. It makes you feel very icky to have these kinds of thoughts. And most of my clients, very normal, high-functioning people with anxiety, have had these thoughts. The vast majority of my clients. And when I share that with people, when someone shares they have intrusive thoughts with me, they don't know that's an intrusive thought. They just say, oh, I've been having these really disturbing thoughts. I don't, I'm too scared to tell you. They're too scared to say it out loud because they think you're going to think they really think that, like they really believe that or they're, they want to do that. They absolutely don't want to do that. And that's why it's so disturbing to them. And they're afraid to even say it out loud because they don't want someone to judge them or to think that they really believe that or they really want to do that. One of my clients you know, would share that she was driving and she felt like steering into oncoming traffic. Not that she felt like she would have thoughts about steering into oncoming traffic. That's a very common intrusive thought to have. Or, oh, I'm just going to close my eyes while I'm driving on the highway going 80. Very common intrusive thought. They don't really want to do that. That's just a thought they have. Like, oh, what if I did this? I'm gonna, I should do it right now. And they would never act on that. And that's what I try to tell people. Just because you have scary intrusive thoughts, doesn't mean you're going to act on those thoughts. And I think that's where people get scared to open up and share that they're really struggling with these intrusive thoughts. And then they're all locked up inside and they're not getting air, right? You have to air them out and kind of let them air out in the wind and shine light on them. So they don't live in darkness and they're not just all cooped up inside of you And you're struggling and having this internal battle with yourself of like, oh, I don't really believe this. Why am I having these thoughts? 
And then when you have those thoughts in a day, you think, oh God, it's back today. Today's a bad day, right? Just because you had a thought like that. Or you wake up in the morning, oh, I hope I don't have any more of those scary thoughts today, right? You might have a thought about killing someone. Oh, what if I murdered uh, my spouse in their sleep today? Like, oh, I should stab them, right? Like it's just a thought visiting you. You know, you're not really going to act on that. But someone not trained in mental health might be scared by that thought. Like, what do you mean you want to murder me in my sleep? Are you really going to do that? That's really scary. But of course not. You're not really going to do these things. They're just thoughts. And thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are not even real things you're wanting to do. They're not desires. They're just thoughts that the brain manufactures and produces randomly because they elicit such an emotional response it gets stuck in this, uh, it's thought to be like an OCD loop in the brain. And we don't know exactly what causes it. It could be caused by a lack of serotonin. It could be caused by deficiencies of vitamins. It can be caused by a lot of different things. It could also be caused by having generalized OCD, generalized anxiety disorder, but they often come and go. Like you might have a period of time where you struggle with dark intrusive thoughts, and then you have a long period of time where you don't have them anymore. I had intrusive thoughts about existential anxiety, like what happens when we die? Oh, we're all going to die someday. I had a lot of anxiety about that. I've had a lot of clients who struggle with existential anxiety, existential dread it's called. I think people who also identify as atheist, as I do, struggle with that at some point because there's not like a belief system that you have. So it lends itself to anxiety at some point. And you kind of have to figure that out and kind of go through that. But the avoidance of the topic and the anxiety, it lends itself to then having intrusive thoughts about it because you're like avoiding it and you're nervous about it and you don't know an answer about that. And what I found really helpful when I had my intrusive thoughts was going to therapy. I found a great therapist. And what was helpful is I found a therapist completely not like me at all. (laughs) I went to an older man and he was so spiritual. Um, I'm sure he was religious, but he was very spiritual and he believed in a lot of things after life. And his wife died um, not long before I started seeing him. And he would share all kinds of things with me and just about like his experience with her energy afterwards and her visiting him. And and he knew that I don't necessarily believe in all of that, but it was very helpful because it was so helpful to hear a different perspective and just to hear his lack of fear around all of that was helpful. So if you have intrusive thoughts about a certain topic, I urge you to kind of think about that topic and not avoid it, but to think about it, maybe talk to other people that have a different perspective around it. I've had a lot of clients with existential anxiety specifically, and a lot of intrusive thoughts of kind of like, oh, what's the point of life, right? We're all going to die someday. What's the point? Everyone I love will die at some point, right? Not like the happiest topic, sorry, (laughs) but I think the more you talk about that with people, you get different perspectives on it and you just don't shy away from it and avoid it and it gets better. Even if you don't like figure it all out, right? Like you're still just more open and flexible and you're not hiding and avoiding it. And the mind likes being more open to things. It doesn't like shunning away from certain thoughts 
trying to control thoughts, not wanting to have thoughts. The best thing you can do for intrusive thoughts is to just say, that's okay. This thought is visiting me. I've had this thought before. This thought can't hurt me. It's just a thought. It's not real. It's not how I feel. And I'm just going to let it hang out with me. I'm going to pull up a chair. Here, sit down next to me, scary, intrusive thought. Have a seat. And I hope that's helpful too. Even if you don't struggle with intrusive thoughts, you likely have someone in your life that does. And what they need from you is reassurance that they're not crazy, even though it sounds crazy, right? They're going to think by sharing this, you're going to think they're crazy. But by reassuring them, you're not crazy. A lot of people struggle with this. It's way more common than anyone thinks because no one's talking about this. Who wants to talk about this topic? Uh, Only me. (laughs) When clients bring this up, I love this topic because I know how painful it is to not share with people these dark, scary thoughts that you're experiencing. And then you feel crazy and they're festering and they're getting worse and you're trying to control them more. So thought diffusion is the answer. It is how you overcome this and how they get better is by accepting the thoughts, just being like, that's cool. I'm having this thought today. Awesome. I love it. Come hang out with me. You're having a more, you're having a little levity with the thought and you're not treating it with like fear and avoidance and trying to get rid of it. The more we try to get rid of a thought, the worse the thought becomes. Like if I say, don't think about chocolate cake, what are you going to think about? Oh, I really want some chocolate cake right now. (laughs) Or I'm just thinking about chocolate cake. So trying to have a little humor, accepting that it's there, reminding yourself that your thoughts are not you. They're just visiting you. That's okay. They can't hurt you in any way. Doesn't mean you are going to do anything scary. It's okay. That's going to help the thought go away more. The more you accept it and just let it hang out with you, the more it's going to help the thought dissipate in intensity. And then eventually you realize that thought's not there. Like, oh, I haven't had that thought in a while. Now, the next thing for anxious people is, oh God, um, I haven't had that thought in a while. I feel better. I don't feel anxious anymore. When is it going to come back? (laughs) That's the next question I get. Like once we work on like acceptance, thought diffusion. The next question my client will have for me is, but I'm anxious now about when it's going to come back. (laughs) But you know what I tell people? Even if it comes back, you know what to do. So you have all these skills and tools now to use to help with those anxious thoughts. And they're not going to be as intense or scary now that you know what to do and you know they're not real, you know you're okay, you know you're not crazy, you know this is very common. I would say like 80 to 90% of my clients that I've had, and I've had hundreds of clients, have experienced intrusive thoughts at some point. And I'd say really 100% of people experience intrusive thoughts at some point, but sometimes they get stuck for longer for certain people. That's all. But everyone has experienced intrusive thoughts at some point because that's just what our minds do. They're kind of wild. It's like the Wild West up there. We don't, we don't have control. <laughs> like a bunch of wild horses running around. But the more we try to control, the worse it gets. So releasing some control, having some levity and humor, knowing you're not alone, you're still normal, you're not crazy, I promise you, I think is all very helpful. So I hope this was helpful. I know it's not the most fun topic, but I think it's so important to share 
because what my clients always tell me is the most helpful thing I do is I share another person going through the same thing. Oh, I have another client who's going through something similar. I don't share any details. I just say, I have a lot of clients who experience this. You're not alone. They've gotten better. You can get better too. You will eventually get better. Nothing lasts forever. You're not going to be like with these thoughts forever. You haven't had them since birth and you're not going to have them for the rest of your life. Like this is just a, a period of time. The mind has stressed out times, just like any other part of our body, right? Sometimes my knee hurts. Sometimes my back hurts. I have to do some exercises to take care of my back, to take care of whatever hurts in my body, right? It's kind of ebbs and flows. My body changes all the time. I have to do things differently to take care of it, adjust things. We have to do that for our brain and our minds. It's just that people act like they don't have to do that for their brain and minds. Like it should just work. We have enough going on, but that's not true. We have to take care of our brains and our minds too. And this is how we do that. We just kind of work with what it's coming, what's coming up for it, being really kind to our brain. Like, thank you for all the thoughts you have all day. I'm sorry you're going through a rough time. I'm going to help you get through it. And that is really helpful. So I urge you to think of your thoughts differently. Be kind to them. And if someone in your life is going through this, be kind to them as well. And there's a lot of different kinds of intrusive thoughts. Just to mention a few, there's like health intrusive thoughts. Some people get really obsessed with thinking things happen that didn't as well. There's a hit and run OCD intrusive thoughts where you think you hit someone with your car, um, but you didn't. Like if you go over a branch or a bump or hit a curb, there's a type of OCD intrusive thoughts that will tell that person, Maybe you hit a person and you didn't see them and they crawled away in the woods and the person will think like the police are going to show up at their door and arrest them or they'll drive past the area that they ran over that branch or that curb just to make sure there's not like a body laying there or blood there. It sounds crazy, but the brain really thinks of all these different things. And that's a very common one, by the way. So if you've ever heard of someone having that, that's a very common theme. There's all these different themes So it shows you that you're not alone in this. Other people have these. So the theme of hit and run, health anxiety, getting blood on you, getting pricked with something that's going to give you a terminal illness, getting a disease from somebody out in the store, someone coughs near you, now you have an illness in your body. Those are different types that get stuck in the brain too. All these different themes. There's all these themes to OCD thoughts. There's, of course, the classic hand washing for germs and contamination. There's I left the oven on, checking, checking doors are locked, windows, all of that. And then there's like lesser ones that are very deemed normal, right? Like, do you like to keep the volume on your TV or on the radio at an even number or an odd number and you don't like when it's on a different one? That's really like an OCD intrusive thought happening for you. But that's a more benign one, right? It's not bothering you. I just happen to keep the TV on an even number all the times and I don't want it on an odd number, right? I bet you're laughing right now because that's probably you. (laughs) So we all have little things that we do, but they're not bothersome, right? So it's a continuum. So if you're like, you like even numbers on your TV, you're at the lower end of the OCD intrusive thought continuum. If you have like a hit and run anxiety where you think you hit a person with your car and you have to go check, that's at the more extreme end of the continuum. But we all fall on somewhere on this continuum. 
And if you're on the extreme end, you're not crazy. I've been there. I felt crazy. And I worked through that with a lot of thought diffusion, mindfulness, living life in line with values, which brings me to very quickly action item of the week is to live in line with values. So living in line with a value this week and something fun. So I want you to think of something to do just for fun and pure enjoyment for yourself. So for me, I'm going to pick a day this month and with a friend or maybe with Dan, we'll see if we get a babysitter. I want to go to the city and I want to go ice skating in Bryant Park. I want to go to the holiday shops in Bryant Park. I want to see the Christmas lights. I want to get like a holiday drink at a fun place. That's what I want to do. Just pure joy and fun for the sake of it. And not nothing to do with like being a mom or doing stuff for my kids or planning a big family thing that's like really stressful, but I'm acting like it's super fun. Something just for me. So think of something just for you, just something you want to do. And then pull someone else along with you to go do that thing if you want to. I'm totally open to doing my holiday day by myself too, if I can't rope anyone into this with me. So I hope you're all having a good week and I'll talk to you all next week. Take care.